Hello, this is Eileen Turcios, your host for the EDBE 3053 Second Language Acquisition Podcast. In this session, I go over myths and misconceptions about second language learning by Barry McLaughlin. In today's episode, we will look over the fourth myth, children have acquired a second language once they can speak. According to the Merriam-Webster, language is defined as the words, pronunciations, and methods of combining words and then being used and understood by a community. It can be easy to assume that a child or an adult has acquired a new language just by observing how fluent they are in the second language. But the underlying truth that McLaughlin emphasizes is that learning a new language is more than learning how to speak it. Children need to learn about nouns, verbs, synonyms, antonyms, and other abstract meanings in order for the students to understand the second language, they must disembed the language, which can take time. As Reacher's done by Cummins explains that it takes immigrant children approximately five to seven years to master this, the disembedded cognitive language skills required for the regular English curriculum than to master oral communicative skills. In other words, students acquiring the oral communication skills doesn't take as much. This is also reason as to why one might assume that a child is fluent in the language just by their oral skills, when in fact they have not mastered other aspects of the language. McLaughlin explains that teachers, staff, and pre-service teachers should be aware of taking measures to exit a child out of the ESL or bilingual programs if they still have the support of their home language at home. Because by exiting the child out of the program, and admitting them into English only, it might hinder the child's academic success. In addition, McLaughlin supports his statement by bringing up Cummins' idea that it is inappropriate for programs to exit children into English-only classrooms just by simply assessing oral communication skills. Just as mentioned previously, language is more than oral skills. After reading the article, it made me realize the importance of assessments and the various types. In this case, one might assume that someone knows the language just because they speak it, but they may have problems when it comes to writing or reading or being able to understand the context behind the reading. I can make these connections by observing first or second generation students in the US whose first language is not English, but they communicate in English or watch videos or programs in English. But when asking them what something says or having them read a book or writing English, they feel stuck or need the support. In cases such as these where a program were to only assess their oral skills, they would be tremendously hindered in their academic skills because in this case, they might assume just by the oral communication skills assessment that they might know the language when in fact, they only know how to speak it, not the language overall. In addition to that, it might result in misdiagnosis of the student or the student being left behind. And with that, I mean them getting IEPs and other sorts of diagnosis because they might think that the child is having problems um, that are directed towards them, such as a disability in learning, when in fact the main problem was probably because the student was taken out too early in the bilingual or ESL program just because they simply assess the language aspect or the oral skills part of the assessment. 
For teachers, it is important to stay attentive and observant in all forms when learning the new language. Teachers should keep notes of which students are struggling in learning the new language, aside from oral skills. Not only that, but to keep in mind and observe other things outside of it as well, such as seeing through mini assessments, such as creative writing, where you get to see what students are performing better and what students need more help. When you find out the students that are struggling, that is where you can find ways to implement in your lesson plan to help the student learn the second language. In this case, it would be English. In situations such as these, I can connect them to my future bilingual classroom. Um, as the example that I previously gave, that I've seen uh, happen to many children, I can make sure to see how the student is doing aside from oral skills because obviously as the myth was debunked that just because they know the language doesn't mean that they know other skills, which can also happen when it comes to someone saying, oh, I'm bilingual versus someone being biliterate as well, which is that they can speak it or versus they can read it and write it. I can use this in my classroom to see which students simply understand how to communicate in English and which students need a push and ways that I can help them in order to immerse them into English as well as still keeping their home language in the classroom as I will be teaching bilingual as I mentioned. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode of Myths and Misconceptions and I will see you next time. Bye.